Praise the Lord, church. So, um, pastor asked me to give a word of faith and word of testimony, and what's been running through my mind, I'm very thankful that he did, was faith. Um, Matthew 17, verse 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. I work in retail. I see it every single day, the panic that people have, but I have this assurance. I have faith in God. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about getting sick because the Lord is my protector. Do not fear and have faith in God as Matthew 17 verse 20 says. God is still working and also the Lord is still healing. I, can, I am exhibit A. I can tell you when Pastor Stoops, when Brother Shane, or when whoever's praying up here, when they pray for healing, I felt healing in my body when I've been watching at home. I know I felt pain, and the pain leaves. The Lord is still working. The church will be stronger after this. When we gather again, the Lord is going to... <laughs> the anointing that's going to be flowing from this place. The, there will be miracles, there will be signs, and there will be wonders. And the Lord is great. Thank you. Praise God. I thank God for that good testimony from one of our young men here in this church, and we're thankful for what God is doing. We have a, a thanks that just came in from Idaho, and it says, ladies, thank you so much for the face mask. They are so difficult to find. You all did a great job, and we appreciate your labors. God bless Pastor and Sister Duncan in Boise, Idaho. So God bless the folks in Boise, Idaho, and God bless Sister Amy and all the ladies who made face masks for our brothers and sisters in Boise. This Bible that I'm opening belongs to Ronnie Sonier. So if Brother Ronnie's listening, I'm using your Bible today to preach from, and I just wanted you to know that. We love all of our folks. What a great opportunity we have to witness to you and to see God do, do great things. I, I come today believing God that today we will see some miracles. So please uh, find a place where you can listen carefully and intently because God has ordained that there be healings and miracles today. I'm going to the book of John chapter five and in verse one, and without any further delay, let's go to the word of the Lord. Also, Brother uh, Bishop Cornwell in Wichita is with us this morning. Thank you for being with us. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years, 
When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. Today is the day for your miracle. Today is the day for your miracle. I would like for us to take a trip to the city of Jerusalem together on a virtual tour. Jews have come to Jerusalem from all over and are celebrating their religious, one of their religious feasts. It could have been Passover, Tabernacles, or Pentecost, we're not sure. But we do know which feast uh, Jesus was observing when he went to Jerusalem, excuse me, we do not know which feast Jesus was observing when he went to Jerusalem, but that's not the important thing. His main purpose for going was not to maintain a religious tradition, but to heal a man and to use that miracle as a basis for a message to the people then and now. The wheat was harvested nearly everywhere and the festival was that of a harvest home celebration. The day observed was as a Sabbath day. All labor was suspended and the people appeared before the Lord God to express their gratitude. It was a festival of good cheer a day of joy. Free will offerings were made to the Lord and there was a liberal spirit of giving toward the Levite, the stranger, the orphans, and the widows. So here we go, we walk into Jerusalem and there is a celebration going on. Excitement fills the air as people renew old acquaintances. However, where we're going through the crowded streets of Jerusalem, we're going to a place that is not so exciting. We are headed to the pool called the Pool of Bethesda. It's a pool that's located on the northeast side of the city by the Sheep Gate. Several months ago when I was there, I took pictures of the Pool of Bethesda. Bethesda literally means in the Hebrew, house of grace. But there is nothing gracious looking about this place today. As we stand and look, it is a place that's a pitiful scene of misery and heartache. Crammed all around this pool is a great multitude of impotent, blind, halt, and withered people who are just waiting for a miracle to happen. They are just waiting for the angel to come by and to stir the water so they can jump in and be healed. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. 
Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. As we're observing the scene, some have been waiting for days, some have been waiting for months, and some have been waiting for years. And in the middle of this great multitude of sick individuals, we spot a crippled man who has been waiting for a miracle for 38 long years. Now, he doesn't know it yet. We're standing and we're watching the whole scene unfold, but he doesn't know that today his waiting will be over. Today, this man who has not walked for 38 years will walk again. He will meet Jesus Christ, the great physician, who specializes in giving hope to the hopeless and help to the helpless. He who forgives and heals the sick. The lame man doesn't know yet. He doesn't know that he's on the border of his greatest blessing ever. Sometimes when you're on the border of your blessing, you don't know it and you don't feel it. You may feel very sick. Things may be very upsetting. Situations may not look good, but you're sitting unbeknownst to yourself on the border of your blessing. Today, this man who has been lame for 38 years will meet Jesus Christ and this lame man is going to be healed. He doesn't even know that he's on the edge of the most exciting thing that has ever happened to him. He does not know, so no one has told him that he's on the verge of the greatest miracle that's ever taken place in his life. The pitiful scene around the pool of Bethesda describes for us a perfect picture of today's world. People who are lost, some who are spiritually sick, and there are those who are physically sick, and there are those who are dying. Many who are physically sick of so many conditions, too numerous to detail that are listening right now to this broadcast and are listening from your bed of affliction, all connected at this day, on that day when the lame man was lying by the pool. All these various people were connected by one common denominator. All are unable to help themselves without the higher power of an almighty God. And so we look as we travel back in time and, and we're standing somewhere where we can see the crowd at the edge of the pool of Bethesda. Today, on this day, there is a great multitude, I mean it's shoulder to shoulder, of afflicted people waiting for this pool, for the miracle that happens when the angel stirs the water of this pool. And among them is this man that the Bible tells us about who has been waiting for 38 years. He doesn't know it, but today he is on the verge of his miracle. Now listen to me. For 38 years, he's been hoping and dreaming that a miracle would transpire in his life. And for 38 years, he has been disappointed. But today, everybody say today. Today, he's on the verge, he's on the edge, he's on the rim, he's on the margin of his miracle. For years, he has lain on his mat and dreamed of a time when he would walk again. 
only to awaken out of his dream and realize that it was just a dream. Everyone said he could never be healed. Everyone said it was impossible for this man to be healed. Even the, if the angel did stir the water, someone would always beat him to the water. He would never be the first one to jump into the water. You see, he was paralyzed. He lay on his mat, unable to move, unable to, to even roll over into the water. So no one thought that this man ever had even the slightest chance of being healed. It looked like it was impossible. But something on the inside of the lame man would not give up. Else why would he have someone carry him and lay him by the edge of the pool day after day for 38 years? That illness that had been his for so long, that chronic illness that had been his so long. But he said, please, one more time, carry me down and lay me by the edge of the pool. The angel may come and somehow I may find a way or a friend who will help me to get into the water while the angel is troubling. And so he refused to give up. I'm preaching to somebody right now that's had a chronic illness that sometime during this message, you're going to be healed while the word of God is going forth. Don't give up your hope. Don't give up your dream. Don't give up your faith in God. Don't give up your belief that there is a higher power in the name of Jesus Christ that he can heal every disease and every sickness. This man, he didn't know it, but he is separated from a miracle by only a few moments of time. Always before, he had been separated from his miracle by one or two steps. You say, well, that's not much, one or two steps. That's so near. And yet for a man who was paralyzed, that was too far, a bridge too far. He was utterly helpless to save himself. But every day he said, carry me down, put me down by that pool. It could be that God will have mercy on me today. Perhaps someone under the sound of my voice finds yourself in much the same situation as this man was in. You are needing a physical healing. Additionally, you may be needing a spiritual healing. Your emotions may be battered and tired. You see, I know that when a person is suffering from chronic sickness, it takes not only a toll upon the physical body, but it takes a toll upon the emotions and upon the psyche. And you may feel so tired physically, mentally, and emotionally. Your emotions are tired. You're unable by yourself to lift yourself out of your situation. You have been waiting, it seems, forever. Waiting, waiting, waiting. But today, you are sitting on the edge of the most exciting. I am a man of God. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ today. You're sitting on the edge of the most exciting miracle in your life. Today, you are on the border of a blessing. Today, today, Jesus asked the man, wilt thou be made whole? Do you want a whole life? Do you want 
to be healed, oh my friend. Don't give up your desire. Don't give up your dream. Don't give up your vision. Jesus is issuing the same challenge today as he did to the man at the pool of Bethesda. Whatever your need may be, you may have a physical need that you're unable to solve alone. Additionally, as I said, your emotions have been taking a beating and depression now is trying to overwhelm you. I know that you're listening and I know that God spoke to me. There are those who are listening today that are not where they should also be with God. But whatever your need is, whether it be physical or mental, or emotional or spiritual. Jesus asked this all-important question. Do you want to be delivered from this crippling bondage? Do you want to be made whole? He asked the question, and there's a reason why he asked, do you want? Because the word of God says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Therefore, Jesus asked the question, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be healed? Because he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. Jesus knew that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Who shall be filled? They that hunger and thirst, they that desire. Mary, that wonderful lady that was the mother of Christ said, he hath filled the hungry with good tidings and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath filled the hungry with good things. Come now, Isaiah said, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I want to tell you something, my friend. God is a merciful and a loving God. Somebody's thinking right now, Brother Stoops, I'm not sure I have enough faith for this miracle. You're thinking, I'm not sure I have enough faith. And, and I have to tell you that you have just as much faith as the man in our story had. Look at his response when Jesus asked him if he would like to be made completely whole and healed. His answer was, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. Does that sound like faith? He could not walk, so when the pool was stirred by the angel, no one bothered to help him. They were all too busy trying to get their own blessing, their own miracle. Everyone was too busy trying to get a blessing to help this lame man receive his miracle. It was a selfish world then. It's a selfish world now. I remind you that God turned the captivity of Job when Job prayed for his friends. The lame man said, well, I'm coming another step down before me. Not only did he lack friends who were concerned enough to help him get into the pool, he was too slow to get in. And while he was struggling to drag his body into the water, somebody else who was not paralyzed would jump into the water and they would get the blessing and he would receive nothing. And after so many years of disappointments, the lame man began losing hope. You see, chronic illness play, pays 
uh, or plays uh, havoc with your faith. Chronic illness will uh, take a heavy toll in people's lives. Jesus Christ was the remedy for this man's situation, and I have news for you. He's the remedy for your situation. He did not refuse to heal this paralyzed man because of his lack of faith. Now hear me and hear me closely because we're about to see a miracle right now. I believe in faith healing. You're looking at somebody who believes in faith healing. To the little lady who Christ healed of the issue of blood, Jesus said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I believe in faith healing. You hear me? But this lame man was not healed because of his faith. He was healed because of the omnipotent power and kindly compassion of our Lord and Savior Jesus. His faith was not great faith like the lady with the issue of blood. And when Jesus commanded him, rise, take up thy bed and walk, he obeyed. The 10 lepers in another story were not healed because of their awesome faith. When you've been sick for a long time, your faith, remember, takes a beating, and Jesus understands that. The 10 lepers were also healed, not because of their faith, but because of their obedience. For in that story, when he saw them, Jesus said to them, go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. They were healed because of their obedience. The lame man at the pool was commanded by Jesus, rise, take up thy bed and walk. After he had just said, I don't have anybody to help me get into the pool. The man could have made more excuses. He could have said, arise. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to do that for 38 years. And, and you come along and tell me to get up. He could have said, why? The water's not even stirred. You know, everyone knows that miracles only happen in one particular way. And, and that angel has to be stirring the water or, or there's no healing. He could have said, this is not the way miracles around here are performed. But he did not make any excuses. And to the utter amazement of everyone else around the pool, he just simply stood up, picked up his mat, and walked away. He was healed by his obedience. And when Jesus Christ comes on the scene, the rules change. He was not healed by his power, but all he did was obey. His healing came as a result of two things. One, the authoritative command of the Lord and two, the obedience of the lame man. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. Jesus said, and I'm coming to a close, get ready for your miracle. As my father hath sent me, even so send I you. Are you ready for your miracle? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Get up out of that bed right now. By the authority of the name of Jesus, arise right now. I don't care where you are. You get up out of that bed. You begin to lift your hands and you begin to praise God. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I send the healing power of the Lord into your home, into your back, into your legs, into your feet, into the toes. I send the healing power of the Lord into your pancreas and into your liver. I send the healing power of the Lord 
into your heart and into your lungs. Get up out of that bed. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ and be healed. Come on, let's give God the praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give you praise for the healing power of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to hop around, skip around, uh, wave your hands, uh, begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Uh, begin to say, I'm healed uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, my Jesus is the healer by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, whom I serve. Uh, I have given you authoritative word of the Lord, uh, and I've said unto you, be healed in Jesus' name. Now get up and get with it. God's got a miracle that's transpiring in your body right now. I'm just going to worship the Lord with you right now. Hallelujah. I thank God for being the healer. Oh, do you feel that healing coming into your hands? Do you feel that healing coming into your feet? Do you feel that healing coming into your organs? Praise God. I'm so glad that the Lord is still the healer in this day that we live. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I fully believe that there are people that were just healed of chronic pain. I fully believe that there are people right now that are being healed of cancer. I fully believe, I declare it as an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are healed in Jesus' name. Give God the praise. And honey, that depression is leaving you right now. You're watching, and you've been depressed for a while. But I command in the name of Jesus that spirit of heaviness to lift off, lift off of you now. Be not afraid. God knows what he's doing. God knows exactly where you are, dear. He knows exactly the problems that you're facing. He knows exactly the problems that you have in your home. He knows exactly those things that have been happening to you. Now, in the mighty name of Jesus, clap your hands. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Praise God, because as you clap your hands, you're being healed of depression right now. Hallelujah. I know it may seem strange to people who do not understand the ways of God, but there's some Pentecostal folks listening right now, some Christian folks right now, they're understanding that this is a principle that's found in the Word of God. Hallelujah. And the Word of God cannot fail. Hallelujah. I'm just waiting for some reports to come in right now by comment. I felt the healing power of the Lord. God did not give me this message for you just to remain sick. God did not give me this message. Mary Thibodeau, God did not give me this message for you to remain sick. In the name of Jesus, I command that arthritis to leave your body right now by the power and authority that's in the name of Jesus. Sister Terry Austin, be healed right now by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Ned Stevens, be healed right now by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. He's omnipotent. He still is great in power and his name is great. Hallelujah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. 
I believe there are people who are listening outside the state of Maine that are receiving a healing right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I feel like there's some people that I know quite well. Hallelujah. God's bringing a name to me right now. I won't embarrass you, but I believe that God is sending you a healing right now as we are in the middle of this message or toward the end of it, actually. Praise God for his healing power. He is our healer and savior. Hallelujah. Now, Father, we take authority and dominion over every sickness and we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, some folks have been healed and they don't even realize yet that they've been healed. It may not, they may not notice it until tomorrow. But God, there's people that are healed and some of them know they've been healed right now. And by the authority of the name of Jesus, I come. I'm believing you, God, for great and mighty things. Rejoice in the Lord, for this is the day of your miracle. This is the day of your miracle, and we thank God for it. Can we lift our voices together from everywhere we are now, and let's praise the Lord. And if you had a sickness that's been troubling you, I want you to begin to say these words, Father, I thank you for healing me. That's all. Father, I thank you for healing me. And now let the Holy Spirit of God come down into each home where this broadcast is going. Oh God, let the Holy Spirit of God come to every bedroom, every living room and kitchen. Lord, the car, wherever they may be that they're listening to this broadcast. And in the name of Jesus, let the Lord's presence touch you right now and fill you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are racing the coming of the Lord. It is the will of God in these last days for every person to be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. That you might be ready when the Lord Jesus Christ comes for his church. I'm gonna step over to the keyboard. We're gonna sing a hymn. And uh, while we're singing, if you wanna leave a comment while we're still live, you can. I believe that God has healed some people today. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. God will make a way where there is no way. I know God will make a way for you. God will make a way where there is no way cause that's what he promised to do. So when the situation seems impossible, just trust in the Lord, he'll work a miracle. He will make a way where there is no way. I know God will make a way for you. Oh, God will make a way where there is no way. I know God will make a way for you. God will make a way where there is no way cause that's what he promised to do. So when the situation seems impossible, just trust in the Lord, he'll work a miracle. He will make a way where there is no way. I know God will make a way for you. God will make a way for you. God will make a way for you. Tonight we're going to be having another exciting service. I hope that we can come back with some testimonies. If you'd send them in, I believe God's done some miracles this morning. Tonight we'll be meeting at six o'clock and we're gonna be blessed to have 
our director of World Network of Prayer, Sister Flo Shaw, will be speaking in the service tonight. And we're going to have a great time in the Lord here in Augusta, Maine. May the Lord bless you as our prayer. We'll see you at 6 o'clock. I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness